You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. Maverick was the leader, and he was not willing for anybody to fall. He was not willing for anyone to take a missile but himself. If you'll notice, Rooster ran out of flares, and what did Maverick do? He threw on the brakes, and he flew right by. Some of, some of you got that. Some of you will get it when you get home. And uh, so he risked, he threw his flares over Rooster so that the missile would get confused, and it ended up killing him. Now, if you've seen the movie, you know that he didn't die. But he didn't know that he wasn't going to die. He was risking his life for his friend. And so as I was studying for this, I, I'm watching the whole movie and I'm like, what am, what am I going to do? I thought about preaching about the forgiveness that needed to happen between Maverick and Rooster. That, that could have been a whole night. We could have done two weeks on this one, really. Um, but what really stuck out to me is we find it, and you see this in a lot of movies, we find it heroic for someone to lay down their life for somebody else. It's almost like God has put it into our DNA to long for someone to take our, what, what is deserved for us on themselves. So if you have your Bibles, grab them, go to John chapter 15. We're going to start in verse 12 today. Uh, and, and the title of my message, if you're, if you're taking notes, is what does it mean to be a Christian? I think in this, these sets of verses, we see three things that specifically show us how we are supposed to act as Christ's followers. But before we get there, uh, as, as Tina said, we do have the kids um, program today. Also, I wanted to shoot out to you that hope groups are going on now. Actually, my group starts tonight uh, at six o'clock at my house. Uh, if you ever wanted to know where I live, you can also come scope it out tonight. Uh, I do lock the doors at night so you can't come in, but um, and then I do have guns. So if you come unannounced, you know, be like Maverick there. In the, <laughs> there. And, and so I would love for you to come and be a part of our group tonight. It's at six. There's another group starting tonight at four. Dennis and Ruby Johnson uh, are starting tonight. Uh, we have uh, Cheryl that's on Tuesdays. Pastor Mo is doing one. Uh, hers was last Wednesday. So it'll be a week, a week from Wednesday. Her, so I say all that to say this, find a group. We've got some in Burleson. We've got some in Godly. Find a group. Get involved. This is a great group of people that you will love to be involved with. And you don't have an excuse. We've got them in Burleson, Godly. You can't make the excuse of the drive because they're there. They're all over. They meet on different days. We're just trying to find ways for you to feel loved and connected and find some great people. So I've, I've heard some people go, I don't know that I'm ready to go over to the pastor's house yet. Well, that's fine. Uh, Miss Ruby and Mr. Dennis, uh, they are a great couple that got years and years and years of wisdom. Uh, they start tonight at four o'clock too. So find your group, get involved, commercials over. Yes, I'm going to hound you until those groups are completely full and I don't have any room for more and need to do more. Oh, I, I forgot to say, I, I saw y'all. Jerry and Renee have one on Monday nights. Is it this Monday night or next Monday night? 
next Monday night. But if they got on the Church Center app, they'd know that, right, Zary? So there we go. Uh, so go to the Church Center app, hit the groups, uh, and go there. So what does it mean to be a Christian? John 15, starting in verse 12, says, this is my command that you love one another as I have loved you. And verse 13, this is the verse that came to my mind as I was watching the movie. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friend. As a Christ follower, first and foremost, we are called to, number one, put others first. Put others first. We're called to have unity instead of rivalry. We are called instead to have suspicion, instead to have suspicion, but to have trust in one another. Obedience instead of self-assertion. We are called to lift up one another. And Jesus was perfect, but he was also one of the greatest leaders we have ever known. Because Jesus did not ask his disciples that he was not to do something that he was not willing to do just a few, it'd be a few weeks later after this. Jesus said, you are to lay down your life for his friend. And what did Jesus do for us? He laid down his life so that we would not have to face the consequences of our sins. So guys, let me encourage you, in a world of self-absorption, in a world of self-promotion, we are called as Christians to promote and lift up others. Guys, in a world that says it's all about you, in a world that says, well, Burger King says, have it your way, Jesus says, love other people, invest in other people. Guys, the Bible, if you haven't figured it out by now, is backwards from what we, the world puts out. The world says, get yours. You are the best if you're first. No, Jesus says, the first shall be last. The servant shall be made the first amongst all of you. That is, that is what we see in the Bible. And so, guys, put others first. And, guys, many of us, we wrote down names. Y'all remember when we did this a few weeks back? Maybe you missed it. Maybe you're one of the names that's in here. We wrote down names during this series of friends that we wanted to lay everything down because we knew these friends did not know Jesus. And I got news for you. I got news for you. Last year, we gave away a trip to Disney, and there were a lot of names. There's not as many names this year. So either one of two things is happening. Either you don't have friends anymore <laughs> or you hadn't invited them yet. So I wanted to bring this up here today to remind you, listen, we wrote some names down. Let's get them here. Because our hope during this series, I, guys, I don't enjoy just getting up here and fake playing the piano and singing goodness gracious great balls of fire. I don't, I don't enjoy doing that. What I enjoy doing is seeing your friends come to this place and come to know Jesus. I don't do all that just for fun. I do it to make this seem like a fun time for us all to come here. So I want to encourage you, if this is your first time with us, make sure that you get out there and you see them out at the welcome desk. They'll get you your card, get you, get you in the drawing. I will tell you that the, the chances of winning are a lot higher this year than last year. So 
you better go find a friend and bring it because somebody's going to win a trip to Great Wolf Lodge uh, and it's going to be just about time to go for Christmas and it's a lot of fun. Second time, y'all make sure if this is your second time here, go see him out there, get a t-shirt. Third time, you get an invite to lunch with one of us. But guys, let's do it. We're laying our life down for our friends. So let's keep reading. Verse 14, you are my friends if you, if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all that I have heard from my father I have known to you. Number two. Jesus calls us to move to the friend zone. Now, after Jesus had talked about laying his life down to his friends, what he told him is the way that you are my friend is what? To keep my commandments. So friendship equals obedience to God. Now, as the church, a lot of times we, we push God loves you, God cares about you, God, God wants you to be here, and that is true. God loves you, God wants you to be here, Jesus wants you to feel wanted and welcome, but the way we go from just an acquaintance of God to a friend of God is through obedience. That means actually reading the Bible and doing what he tells us to do. But I think some of us think, well, pastor, you know, this part of the Bible doesn't apply to me. This part of the, the listen, if we take our white out and start whiting out portions of the Bible that do not apply to you, does that make it very fair to others? Listen, we serve a just God. That means the rules are the same for everybody. So what Jesus is saying, if you want to be my friend, then you will what? You will keep my commands. Not do what makes you feel better. Do what I have commanded you. Anybody struggle with that with their kids? They do what they want to do, not what I have commanded them to do. I say, I say, what did I ask you to do? And they go, but, but dad, but nothing. Do it and live, right? Because listen, I got a house full of preachers, okay? They get the preacher persuader for me. They get the questions, 950 questions from their mother. Right, so they think that they can walk this out some way, somehow. But dad, listen, I'm, but nothing. Do it. And I think sometimes we get into the negotiations with God. But God, don't you understand what I'm going through? No. Your circumstances don't exempt you from following the commands of God. The way that you are a friend of God is through obedience. And the great thing, this movie is about the military. Those of you in the military, what do you have to do in the military? You have to follow orders. Do you get to go to your commanding officer and go, listen, I'm not feeling like doing that today, right? How's that going to go for you? You're going to be looking for a job real quick, okay? And let me tell you, if you got a dishonorable discharge on your record, it's hard to find another job. Okay, because they know that you're not going to do what you're told to do. So the same is true with God. Now, God's not our commanding officer. Don't, don't get me wrong. But God has made some commands of us. And if we want to be his friend, we have to follow his commands. 
So let's keep reading. Verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Let's stop and marinate in that for a second. So you're meaning to say, I didn't chose God. He chose me. Doesn't that make you feel better? That God chose you. God chose you. He appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So that whatever you ask my father in my name, he will give it to you. So number three, he chose you, he chose us, so bear fruit. Bear fruit. How do you know that a tree is alive and not dead? It bears fruit, it sprouts leaves, it it blooms. How do you know that a Christ follower is alive and not dead? It bears fruit. But guys, listen, of all the people in the world that God could choose to do what you do, he chose you. Guys, there's sometimes that I think as your pastor, of all the people in the world that he could have chosen to be your pastor, he chose me. I get to do this. Like pastors always said, we get to be a part of what God is doing around here. So do it. So my question is, will you make something, will you make something a sacrifice? Will you sacrifice something for Jesus? You know, the Bible calls us to lay down our lives and listen, you live in America. More than likely, you are not going to have to lay down your life for your faith. That's probably not going to be required of you. But because that's not required of us, we get comfortable. And if we get comfortable, then we don't push and do things that we once did. Guys, one thing I've learned in marriage is I've been married to Crystal for 13 years. She loves me. We have four kids together. There's a lot of ways that she's obligated to me. She can't really live life without, she can't imagine life without me. So, you know, I'm putting these thoughts in her mind and I'm hoping she feels this way. Um, But what I could do is I could mail it in. I could mail it in. I could just come home, sit on the couch and only watch football. That's what I plan on doing today. But you know what? My son has baseball practice. I don't know why the heck his coach is scheduling baseball practice in the middle of the Dallas Cowboys game. Because he likes baseball, apparently, yeah. I'm with you. But what do I do? I go during the, the Dallas Cowboys game and I take my son to baseball. Why? Because I love my wife. Because after 13 years, I don't just mail it in and just expect that she's going to love me. I pursue her, I love her, I take her out on dates, I buy her nice things, why? Because I want her to still love me when all those four blood-sucking leeches leave my house. (laughs) And if I don't invest in her now, when those four blood-sucking leeches leave my house, I love them very much. I love my kids so much. We're not going to have anything left. 
I don't want them to leave and then go, who are you? I don't know who you are. But the only way we do that is investing. And so guys, the only way we continue or push the relationship with Jesus that we have forward is by investing, bearing fruit, pushing forward. That's what we are called to do. But I think sometimes we get comfortable. We get comfortable. Well, Jesus loves me. He understands. No, he doesn't. He's going to move on it and allow somebody else to be used by him because you're lazy on the couch watching football. Now, I'm not judging you. I will be watching football today at some point, okay? But also, when, when it's time to have my hope group, which my wife actually planned in the middle of a Dallas Cowboys game, it won't be over yet. Uh, but you know what? When you show up at my house, the Cowboys will be on. But when it's time to start group, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna, we're gonna turn it off, because my phone will tell me the score when it's over, right? Because you are more important to me than the Dallas Cowboys game. Can you believe that there's been some time that church members have called me in the middle of a Dallas Cowboys game? Can you believe that? I can't believe it either. You've got a television like I do. You know what's on. But what do I do? I answered that. I answered that phone call. And I talked to them. And I counseled them. You know why? Because me being their pastor is more important than the Dallas Cowboys. Because one thing I know for sure, the Cowboys will let us down. But Jesus will never let us down. Okay, for the social media this week, the Cowboys will let us down, but Jesus will never let us down. Amen? Okay? There you go. Zoe makes the quotes, so make sure y'all put that one down. So what does this mean for us today? Number one, would you lay down your life for another? Would you lay down your life for another? Guys, listen, I'm not, I'm not asking you to lay down your life right now. What I'm asking you to do is invest in another. Invest in someone. Yeah, it may mean that you have to take them, pick them up. It may mean that you have to take them to Chili's and buy them lunch. But you know what? All that's a small price to pay for someone beginning a relationship with Jesus. Because God chose you. He puts you in that friend's life. So bear fruit. Do something. Don't wait for everybody else to do it for you. Don't wait for everybody else to bring their friend here and at the movies. You bring your friend. Number two, do you want to be a friend of God? And I'm going to go ahead and sing it because I know Pastor Grant's singing it right now. I am a friend of God. Come on. I am a friend of God. Grant, you and I are the only ones saved in here today, but nobody else, nobody else knows the song. He calls me friend, right? Come on, 1990s, KLTY. I am a friend of God, right? Y'all never heard that song? Where y'all at? Oh, okay, you know the song? Okay. <laughs> Kathy Grant and I, Kathy Grant and I are saved. Everybody else. <laughs> Pastor Moe's not even saved the day, apparently. <laughs> Do you want to be a friend of God? Oh, Jerry knows it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you want to be a friend of God? The only way, and Jesus said very plainly, the only way you can be his friend is through obedience. Obedience to his commands. Now hear me. 
God loves you. He chose you. He cares for you. But the only way we get into true intimacy, true friendship with God is through obedience. And so I want to encourage you, don't don't keep looking for exceptions for you. Just do what you're supposed to do. Stop bargaining with God and do what he's asked you. And number three, are you making the most of his sacrifice? Guys, what I'm implying today is Jesus went to the cross and thought of you. Jesus went to the cross and saw all the ways that we would fail him. And he went through with it anyway. Why? Because he loves you and he chose you. So we are called to make the most of his sacrifice. Paul suggests don't keep sinning because of his grace. Be pushed forward because of his grace. So I want to encourage you today, guys. I want you to ask God a couple things. Number one, God, who's who's out there that I need to bring in? Who do I need to lay down my life for? And the second thing is, do you want to be a friend of God? What in your life is causing a barrier between you and Jesus. For some of us that have known Jesus for a long time, that barrier can be sin. But I know that there's people in this place today that the barrier is that you've never begun a relationship with Jesus. Guys, we can't expect to hear from God if we've not given our heart to him. So I'm going to have Mr. Terry dim the lights. And I'm going to encourage you out there today, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I'm going to provide you an opportunity to do that. I'm going to say a prayer. Now listen, there's nothing, there's nothing fancy about this prayer. There's nothing magical. This prayer does not save you, but if you believe the words that you are saying, if you truly in your heart want to give your life over to Jesus, if you mean it when you pray this with me, I truly believe that you begin a relationship with him. So If everyone would bow their head and close their eyes all over the room, I'm about to say a prayer. And if you want to give your heart to Jesus, I want you to repeat after me. Just do it quietly, silently there, just to yourself. We're not looking to embarrass you, but repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need your love in my life. Forgive me where I failed you. I give my life to you. In Jesus' name. 